Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right, if you're ready for the word, let's open up our Bibles if we would. Uh, we're going to Hebrews, the ninth chapter in just a moment. We'll be in Acts, the first chapter, and in Thessalonians, chapter 5. We've got some ground to cover this morning. And today we're talking about times and seasons. Times and seasons. It's been said that we live in interesting times. Have you ever heard that, we live in interesting times? Well, who said that? People in every generation say that. Every generation. Why? Because troubles and triumphs belong to every generation. There never has been and never will be another generation like the generation before who goes through the things that they go through, no matter what generation you're in, even in our generation. Truly, we live in interesting times. This past week, Queen Elizabeth of England died at the age of 96. Wow. She had reigned for 70 years, 214 days. Isn't that interesting? The longest reigning monarch of the British Empire uh, ever. And the second longest reigning monarch of a sovereign country ever in the history of the world. And uh, uh, when she died, she not only was the Queen of England, she was also the Queen over 14 other commonwealth realms isn't that amazing but you know no matter no matter how important you are no matter uh, what what uh, is going on in your life no matter what you have done or or what you could do uh, I, I, I guess you know this from the Queen after 96 years last Thursday she had an appointment with God and uh, that's an appointment you're not going to be late for by the way Nobody wants to go early, but you're not going to go late. She had an appointment, and she has one more appointment with God. She has another appointment with God that's already on the calendar. Hebrews 9:27 tells us about that. Hebrews 9 chapter, uh, 9, chapter verse 27 says, It is appointed for men and women, by the way, he's talking about mankind, to die once. And after that, the judgment. Everybody, every one of you, uh, unless the Lord comes, you are going to have an appointment with death. Death as we know it to this life. And then you will be accepted into the loving arms of Jesus, providing he is your king. As Queen Elizabeth is quoted as saying that Jesus was the king that she served. Uh, she was a very important lady, a special lady to me. Brenda and I, in the early 70s, we moved to England, and uh, not far from Windsor Castle. And in 1977, we were there whenever she celebrated her 25th anniversary, the Silver Jubilee of her being crowned as queen. Uh, but, uh, you know, even then, it was interesting times. Even though she was the queen and, and the richest woman in all the world. And she had a lot of power and ruled over a lot of, 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 of areas and had a lot of influence. Uh, nonetheless, the queen and indeed all of Great Britain had problems. It was interesting times. Many people seem to have a short memory when it comes to other people's problems. Have you ever noticed that? 
When it comes to other people's problems, you seem to have, we seem to have, as mankind, we seem to have a short memory. Uh, we don't have a short memory when it's concerning our problems, but when it's concerning someone else's problems. You know, many people have forgotten about those days when, you know, from about 1974 all the way through, you know, uh, the, the Irish Republican Army, you know, I was living in the midst of it, but there, you know, a, a government had to take care of it. We're talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, attacks, terrorist bombings and mortar attacks, executions, and, you know, that were perpetrated against members and former members of the uh, British military, against law enforcement, against, uh, you know, just the, the, the uh, simple, common, ordinary, everyday citizens in their daily lives. The terrorist group known as the IRA, in efforts to make their voices known and make their complaints heard, they were responsible for about 2,000 innocent people being targeted and killed during those years. As a member of the United States military stationed in the United Kingdom, I had to be on constant guard and acutely aware uh, of my surroundings and everywhere I went and there were many places that I was forbidden to go and there were many places that I didn't want to go because these bombings were happening it was not a rare occasion to to get up in the morning or to go bed in the evening with the latest news that another bomb had gone off on the on, on, on the tube in London or somewhere else or, or, or someone was executed or, or or car bombs or you know uh, 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 shootings people just being killed you know uh, uh, it, it, there was a lot going on. Interesting times, how quickly we forget. You know, some people don't even know about that. Some people don't even know, uh, uh, you know, history. How quickly forgotten are the times and the seasons gone by. One reason perhaps is because life is too precious to be stuck in the past. To be dwelling on all the things that, that have overwhelmed us or overwhelmed a, a community or all the atrocities and the terrorism and the trouble and, the, and, and you know, all the things that even weigh us down in life that maybe some things that we would like to forget but, but continue to haunt us. But, uh, but if we're not watchful, we can get stuck in the past. We should remember. We should never forget. But many times we do and sometimes it's merciful that we do. And yet we need to charge ourselves. We're in a season, for example, right now. We're in a season of the year that is very special. Not just special season to me, but it's a very special season to God. We're in a season of new beginnings. We're in a season uh, you know, uh, that, that God is doing something. But he does something continually. And it's in this season. We have just entered into my favorite time of the year, the autumn, the fall of the year. I love this time of the year. Uh, you know, uh, and as I said, it's not just me. God feels this way. God loves this time of the year. This is a very special season on God's calendar. It's a season of new beginnings. When people wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg, I can tell you for certain the chicken did. That's not a question that we should, you know, I say, how do you know? Because I know God. I know the patterns of God. You know, God's pattern is to start the year with full-grown fruit. That's interesting, isn't it? With the fruits of harvest. God does not start the year with seed. He starts the year with harvest. That's very interesting. God begins each day with the evening, each week with a day of rest, 
and each new year at the end of labor. You see, just in a few days in this season, in a few days we will celebrate Rosh Hashanah. God's calendar says it will be the head of the year for God and His children. The head of the new year, followed immediately by the Feast of Tabernacles. This is the season in which God sent Jesus to earth. Isn't that interesting? This is the season when Jesus was born. You might say, wait a second, what about Christmas? Hey, the children are upstairs, we'll leave them out of this for the moment. But uh, Christmas <laughs> is a time when Jesus was conceived. This is the time of the year he was born in the fall. Rosh Hashanah, God coming to live with the people. You know, uh, uh, everyone that looks at it goes, oh, yeah, I can see that. Why? Because he was crucified at 33 and a half years old in about March in the spring of the year at Passover. If you count 33 and a half, you, whoop, we go back here to Septemberish, right? It's not rocket science, but I'm telling you that this is a very important season. It's also the season that I believe that Jesus will come again for his bride. I believe that we are entering into this season in this moment. I mean, you can almost feel it. I mean, Jesus is coming. There's a special season. Oh, I hope it's this year. Oh, I hope it's now. You know, come Lord Jesus. The Spirit and the bride say, Lord Jesus, come. We're in a season of new beginnings. You know, um, we're, we're you know, certainly hopeful, I, I am, that he comes this year. Some of you may not be, but one of the things that the Bible says is the Spirit and the bride will say come. And on September the 25th, we will celebrate the new year that's on God's calendar. And um, I, 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 I'm asked the question, you know, do you think Jesus is coming? Well, well you know, the, the disciples asked Jesus that very same question. They wanted to know when. Is it now? Now remember the disciples had walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They had seen Jesus walk on water. They had seen him feed the 5,000 with just a few fish and loaves. They had seen Jesus heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. They had seen him arrested. They had seen him tested. They had seen him beaten. They had seen him crucified. They had seen him buried. They had seen him resurrected. And they had seen him for 40 days after his resurrection. And what is on the mind of the disciples? disciples at that moment when Jesus is about to ascend into heaven he's on the Mount of Olives with them they're not sure what's going to happen but they have a question but what is on their mind they had gone through so much what's on their mind is Lord are you ready to fix this nation is this the time is this the time Lord that you're going to Fix this government and fix this nation. Now I'm putting you in their shoes. But that's what they were asking. They said it in a few different words, but come on now. You don't, if you just understand the words they're saying, what they're saying is, is this the time that you're going to fix all of this? That you're going to fix my personal problems? I mean, you're going to fix all this? Is this the time? Well, let's, let's just read, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what he said to them. Okay? Because they said, you know, is this the time you're going to establish your kingdom? 
Is this the time that we're going to actually step into this you know, time whenever you, know, you fix the government, you fix the nation, you fix the family problems, you fix all the wicked and the evil, and you take, is this the time you're going to establish your kingdom? Acts 1, verse 7, And Jesus said to the disciples, It is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. So is Jesus coming to fix all this? I don't know. We do live in interesting times. We do live in times when good people go through bad things and difficult seasons and governments that we would like to see changed and situations we would like to see addressed. We live in interesting times. I don't know if Jesus is... This the year that he's coming. Is this the time he's going to fix all this? I don't know. Oh, I hope so. But God has reserved that under his own authority. God has reserved that. It's on his calendar. He has an appointed time to deal with all of that. Today, however, is the 21st anniversary of the historic and horrific 9-11 terrorist attack on America. Near 3,000 people died that day and more have died in the days and the years since. People are still going through trauma and tragedy and heartache and heartbreak. More than 3,000 people died that day from over 90 countries. Wow. Military, first responders, tourists, owners of company, janitors, secretaries, dignitaries, moms, dads, children, perpetrators. Those responsible were impassioned people blinded by a villainous narrative. They felt they were victims. They believed that they were victims and they imagined that the just and equitable thing to do whenever you are a victim is to find a way to judge and punish people that you think should pay for your pain. And they believed that America was to blame. That's not uncommon, by the way, in any season in any time in any generation John 16 and verse 2 Jesus said this they will put you out of their synagogues yes the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service my goodness how could people be so warped to think that hurting you helps God Jesus was not necessarily here even talking about the terrorist who served some other religious practice. He was talking about people, even people in the church, that would feel as though that you have caused them pain, therefore it's just that they punish you. You're guilty for hurting them. Oh, I hope that you never fall victim to someone 
who believes that, but I pray that you never perpetrate that villainous act against others. How can people be so blinded by the times that they sacrifice themselves and others to prove a point, to have their voice heard, to have their complaints heard? In destroying those that we judge guilty, we become guilty ourselves by hurting so many innocent. We live in interesting times, but there have always been interesting times in every generation. And that's why the Word of God prepares us for the times in which we live. The only recourse we have in life, the only recourse we have in our nation, the only help for our community, the only help that we can offer others who live under the same situation, circumstances, troubles, trials, triumphs, testings, tribulations, temptations that we face is to follow the orders that the Word of God has given us. Oh, to God that we would not just be like normal, average people, but rather that we would be like Christ. Oh, that we could, as a people, become more like Jesus. That is God's hope. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But as a people, as a church, as a family, as a community, as a nation, indeed as a generation, we will never become more like Christ unless it begins with you. We cannot change anyone else. We can only change us. Times and seasons for God to deal with things are in His own hand. He has reserved these to His own authority, to His own time. In 1 Thessalonians, with these things in mind, let us read before we conclude with some points today. But let me reiterate one thing to you. God begins when most people think, he should end. When most people imagine it is over, God is imagining it's just beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new opportunity. Think about it. All the way back to Genesis. The evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning the second day. The evening and the morning the third day. The evening and the morning the fourth day. The fifth day. The sixth day. Wow. You see, God begins His day in the evening, not in the morning. Isn't that interesting? I think it's interesting. You know, most of you, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's just take a general scenario. You get home at 5 or 6 in the evening, and you think your day is over. God is saying, no, it's just begun. You see, when you get home, boy, that's, that's when life can begin. You've been working hard all day. You've been, you know, you, you rested up and worked hard. And now the day can begin. Family can begin. You know, all, all of the wonderful things begins when you get home. That's God's pattern. He worked six days. He worked very hard. He worked so hard he wanted to rest on the seventh day. But the seventh day was man's first day. 
It's the beginning of the week. The week begins with a day of rest. After you've worked long, then the week begins. The week begins with some time off. That's what God says. Look on your calendar. Sunday is the first day. It begins with a little time off, with a little good, you know, boy, that's the way to start things. In the evening, with, you know, I'm, I'm, the evening is my favorite time of the day. I love to go out somewhere where you can see a long way and the sky and the sundown and, and the cool and the, oh, and in the evening. Don't you love the evenings? Oh, I don't want the evenings to ever stop. Sunday, the day of rest. Think about the year. On God's calendar, the year begins at the end of harvest. You've worked so long. You've gotten to Labor Day. (sighs) God says, great, now we can begin. You have all the food. You have you worked hard. You got everything. You got what you need, and now we can start. It's a new beginning. It's a new year. Now that you've got every, you know, when other people think it's time to quit, when other people think it's time to end, when other people think you are finished, God is saying, no, you've just begun. It's the same thing with life and death. We work hard all of our life and get to a point where we have our appointment with what we imagine is death, and it's not. It's life. He's saying, now you can begin. Praise God for that. Amen. It's a new beginning. A new beginning. A new year. (laughs) Well, with that in mind. With in mind that God determines times and seasons. 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse 1. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren... You have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. You know, you don't know. We don't know. We don't know. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, but let me talk to you about you. You are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not sons of the night nor of the darkness. God does not expect us to be normal, everyday, ordinary, like everybody else in the world that doesn't know Him and doesn't serve Him. God expects us to be like Jesus. He expects us to be more like Christ. The truth is, everybody has an appointment with death. Everybody has an appointment to pass from this life to the next. The truth is that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, whether you're a queen or whether you're, you know, uh, uh, someone that would be considered uh, never to rise on the cast scale of anything other than an untouchable. The truth is that no one will be allowed to blame anyone else on that day. Hello? No one will be able to blame anyone else on that day. Might be a good practice to stop blaming other people now then. Yeah, practice. Won't you practice for heaven and stop blaming people? Because it won't fly there. Oh, that's a good word. We could have just done that and went home, couldn't we? Yeah, I'm having fried chicken today. What are you guys having? The truth is that the times and the seasons of our lives are in God's hands. They're not in ours. 
Times and seasons are in God's hands. The truth is, Jesus gave us instructions on what to do because we can't change the times and seasons. We can't determine you know, uh, what, what, what we go through. So Jesus gave us instructions by His own words in what He expects from us. You know, he said in Acts 1, verse 7, that, that the times and the seasons, you know, Lord, will you, will you establish your kingdom now? Listen, the times and the seasons are in God's hands, okay? God will decide when to deal with these things. But the next verse, verse 8 says, as he's finishing his thought, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Wow. Here's our part. <laughs> this is our part. You know, there's some things I can't do anything about. I can't do anything about times and seasons. I can't do anything about, you know, uh, someone else. Even if I feel like they're to blame, even if I feel like they're guilty, even if I feel like I need to judge them or that they need to be punished or that they, you know, if I feel like it's over for them or whatever else, you know, all that stuff is really not in my pale. Those things belong to God. And if I want to be more like Jesus, Jesus said, I don't need to judge people. Jesus said that, he said, I don't even judge anybody. Interesting, huh? But what he did say was my part, is that I should receive the Holy Spirit in such a measure that it changes me to be different. That the power which comes to my life that word power, literally translated, would speak of a miracle-working force, might, strength, and ability. And notice where that miracle-working ability is first turned. Notice how the miracle-working power of God, notice what it first changes. Notice what Jesus said it is first aimed at and first intended to do. You shall receive miracle, working, ability, strength, might, and force when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and the result is you shall be witnesses unto me. You others will know me by seeing you. Others will hear me by hearing you. Others will know me by knowing you. You will become witnesses unto me in your home, in your Jerusalem, in your community, in your Judea, in your state and nation, even to the uttermost parts of the world. You'll be a son of light, not a child of darkness. You'll be a child of the day, not a child of the night. And others will know me because of how they see you. That's where the power is supposed to be made manifest first, is in our lives. Okay? So, with those things in mind, okay, uh, without respect and without regard, 
to what may have happened in your past. What may have, you know, been done to you. What may not have been done for you. It's important that we put the times and the seasons that God will deal with these injustices, that we put those in His hands because only God can determine the times and the seasons and that we be busy about what we are called to do. This morning I'm going to pray for you for those of you here, for those of you watching online, wherever you may be in our community in southeast Texas or in a community like ours anywhere in the world, wherever you may be, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit comes upon you fresh and brand new. Make sure that you are born again. If you're not sure you're saved, call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. On campus, online, ask Him to come into your heart. Ask Him to be your Lord and your Savior. You know you should be. Listen, uh, people, uh, we're in a season of revival, and, and people are getting saved, and people are coming to the church. Do you know less people historically, all throughout, I mean, the Bible and today, uh, less people get saved in church than get saved in, 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 in the community? Once you get saved in the community, you have a heart then. God begins to draw you to a church. And God may be drawing you to a church, to a local church. In southeast Texas, we have at least 300 great churches that you can hear the Word of God in. Get to one of them. Get plugged in. Get, you know, make a difference there. And if you don't have another one here, come, come here. You know, uh, we, 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 we have some seats, and we will make sure you hear the Word of God. But God is drawing people. But the largest number of people that God is drawing today are the people who have been born again for a while and they have just it, it, it's grown old it's grown cold they got disappointed they got hurt they moved they stopped going to church they had a Christian experience a church experience a salvation experience as a young person or or you know or, or as a young family and they have just gotten away from the things of God God wants to relight the fire in your life and church is a place that he needs you to be. He sets the solitary in families, and he's doing work all over the earth. And the church secures a next generation church that will reach the world for Jesus Christ. Church is important. It's very important. Let me encourage you. You know, receive the Holy Spirit. If you're just now born again, or if you've been born again for 50 years, let a refreshing power from on high come to you so that you will end up walking out of here. You will end up leaving that place where you are refreshed and more like Christ, in, in, empowered and impassioned by the Spirit of Almighty God instead of the Spirit of this world, instead of being angry with people, instead of wanting to punish people, instead of wanting, you know, thinking it just that you could do something, instead of thinking that things are over. Come on, look at things, no matter how bad they are. A new beginning is fresh and waiting on you. It's waiting on everyone you know. If somebody has done you wrong, guess what? God will forgive them, will you? And he will give them a chance for their very best day. Their best day is yet ahead if they just turn their moment over to Jesus Christ. You can do that today. Right now I'm going to pray. For those of you there and those of you here, I'm going to pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And it, it will manifest first 
in a changed life, in a refreshed life, in a, in, in, in a life that is growing the fruits of the Spirit. Just exactly uh, like, like Katie said whenever she gave her testimony. You know, uh, just, just like Royce has said for so many years, you know, you are responsible. You're responsible to clean your life up. It's your responsibility. Let the Holy Spirit give you a power so that you can be a witness for Him. That was what was on His mind. Not when is God establishing His kingdom, but when are you going to let the Holy Spirit dominate your life? Father, in the name of Jesus, just, 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 just let him know that you're receiving this. Just tell him that you will receive this prayer. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the Holy Ghost. I pray for that same spirit, Lord, that filled, Lord, uh, uh, Elizabeth's womb, Lord, and, and John the Baptist in the womb, Lord, that same Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same spirit, Lord, God, would absolutely overwhelm and, and Lord, would, would, would cover, Lord. God would baptize. Lord every person here on this campus and everyone hearing me Lord I pray God for the Holy Spirit to come up on each one Lord in their hearts God Lord to cleanse their hearts Lord to begin to renew and regenerate their minds God I pray Lord that it would give them the power Lord to deal with the things in their lives they need to deal with God I pray that it would make them different Lord than the person Lord who is not allowing the Holy Spirit to control their life I pray God that others would would see Christ in them, would hear Christ in them, would feel Jesus in them, Lord, and that they would be witnesses unto you, Lord, everywhere they go, beginning in their homes, Lord, and spreading out, Lord, in ever-increasing concentric circles, Lord, reaching the whole world, God. Lord, I pray, Father, as you hold times and seasons in your hand, Lord, God, you have given us the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Baptize us fresh, Lord. Refresh us, Almighty God. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us where we have failed you. Strengthen us, Almighty God, and use us as witnesses for you. Lord, let it begin right now, today, Lord. We take responsibility today, Lord, for our actions, for our lives. We will not just live like the world lives. God, we will live more like Christ, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray, Father. We pray, Lord, for all those, God, who have, have, have experienced, Lord, trouble because of the 9-11 attacks, Lord. We pray, God, Lord, for families that, Lord, lost moms and dads and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters and husbands and wives. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, God, that you would comfort and strengthen, Lord, those that are still sick, Lord, in hospital over this, Lord, in a respiratory problems. God, we pray, Lord, God, that you somehow would help them them, God. But Lord, make us a witness for Christ, Lord. Make us a witness, Lord. Not a vengeful group of people, Lord, but a witness for you, God. Save our enemies, Lord. Save those, Lord, who want to hurt and destroy us, God. We ask in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor 
and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.